Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Paul Cronin, who is a professor in the Department of Information Systems. He also holds the MD Matthews Endowed Chair, and he is the director of the Information Systems Graduate Degree Programs, and he is also the executive director of Walton Enterprise Systems. And I have Rajiv Sabarwal, who is a professor and chair of the Department of Information Systems. He is also the Edwin and Carly Bradbury Chair in Information Systems. He is also the ninth most cited researcher at the University of Arkansas, not just in the Walton College, but at the University of Arkansas. Thank you both for, for joining me uh, today for this. Hi, Matt. Hi, hi, Matt. Thanks for having us. I'm really excited about this because your department has been extremely entrepreneurial in terms of coming out with programs. I mean, you have the Blockchain Center of Excellence. Um, you've got the... Uh, uh, you've got uh, the um, degree programs in uh, and certificate programs in blockchain um, and in business analytics and information systems. You all are very um, entrepreneurial because I, I think the reason you are, and I know both of you, it's because you want to serve students. You want the best for our students and for society. And I, of course, as you know, appreciate that. But your most recent innovation is the Master of Applied Business Analytics, which is brand new. And um, it's it's uh, really important right now um, for a number of reasons. But, uh, but again, thank you both for being student-focused and helping us fulfill our land-grant uh, mission through these kind of programs that you create. Certainly. Now, this uh, Master of Applied Business Analytics, I mean, I remember back in 2012, the Harvard Business Review came out with a special issue on data science, big data, and predictive analytics. And I remember when I first started reading some of those articles, I thought, okay, we have a bunch of data. We just have more data now. And I remember reading a metaphor in one of those articles in the Harvard Business Review saying, saying something like that is like saying, well, we had photography, we had cameras that could take still pictures, and then we just got a whole bunch of them and we can make a movie. But there's a big difference between a movie and a picture. And so they were saying, you know, big data is, has really changed the game. And of course... We've seen that in a big way with a lot of our constituents, but but if y'all wouldn't mind, just uh, share with me a little bit about what is the unique contribution or value add of this uh, this type of a master's program. Of course, as you know, Matt, we about that time we started the the graduate certificate in business analytics, and what we heard from the students and from companies who are hiring the students is we want more. We want to dig deeper. We want to be able to get our hands dirty and have a little practice. 
So I think the key word here is applied, applied business analytics, solving those business problems. When I first moved here back in 1994, I remember you, Paul, had a doctoral student who was working with Walmart on her dissertation. And, you know, they were giving her tons of data. Remember that? Yes. And I thought, wow, these are huge data sets compared to what I had dealt with. But now that would seem like a small data set. Yes. <laughs> it's coming in so fast. It's coming from different directions. The volumes are out of this world. Very difficult to manage. Somehow the spreadsheet just doesn't do it anymore. Now, I know, Paul, you got a huge data set from Dillard's that you we make yes. available on our website. Yes. Would you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. It's We were very fortunate. Dillard's has uh, basically given to us for our students' use and, and if we want for our research, uh, a live data set, their sales data. This is very useful. In fact, they refresh it every week, about five years of data and counting. That's a, that's remarkable. That was very generous of them. And do you use data sets like that in the in this uh, new master's program? It is just that kind of data that we use. We use the Dillard's data set. We have a huge Sam's Club data set that we use, a Walmart data set. We have a Tyson's data set, a Nielsen data set. So from these different data sets, we'll be able to, to illustrate to students some of the things that they could be doing with this data. And I kind of like to coin it as, what do they tell us? And maybe what kind of questions should we be asking? And then how do we get this data? How do we fix it so that we can, we can actually use the data? And we call that data wrangling. We have to kind of fix the data. We have to kind of present it in a form that can be used and understood by others. And then finally, now that we have the data, let's put it to work. Let's build some models. Let's forecast. Let's predict. Let's assess. That is it's, terrific. It, it's interesting to hear about the data because when we reached out to some of our industry contacts, some of the senior executives at companies like Tyson and J.B. Hunt and Dillard's and so on, that was one of the themes that kept coming back. So not surprisingly, uh, the uh, uh, director for IT uh, infrastructure at Dillard's mentioned the data set that we have from Dillard's, but also mentioned other data sets that we in the Walton College have through uh, information systems, supply chain, and other departments. And both he and the chief technology officer and executive vice president for Tyson, Scott Spradley, whom uh, you know well, uh, Matt, they both emphasize the fact that our programs, uh, and, and especially this new program, will position the students very well. Uh, in fact, one of the things uh, Scott Spradley in his letter mentioned, along the lines of what you all have been talking about, uh, he said, each day humans are creating almost three exabytes of data, and it is forecasted that we will see 163 zettabytes created each day by 2025. It's, it's extremely difficult to even get your arms around these numbers uh, that that they talk about. And they both highlighted that this program will be well set to help students deal with that data explosion and help their companies. Well, I noticed, uh, of course, you all have a new website set up for this program, which is really nice looking. And I noticed in looking at it that you can go part-time for two years or you can go full-time for a year. 
I'm sure students appreciate that kind of flexibility. They're able to focus and finish basically in a fall, spring and summer, or they can do five semesters and get into a sort of a blended program where we do 75% or so online, and then they come together approximately one Saturday a month where they can work on their teams and work with their professors and still hold a full-time job. I know you emphasized it's a master of applied business analytics. And, you know, some data science or analytics programs that are out there, when the students get in, they realize, oh my gosh, this is like statistics all over again. And I know you you all have been diligent to make sure that's not the case because you're you're looking for people that have strong domain experience too, right? And knowledge. Yes, that they generally understand the problem they're trying to get into. We're basically looking for for those students who who want to learn and get excited about what's all in this data. There's gold in them hills. Mm -hmm. And just when they start fooling around with it, that interest in working with numbers usually does it. Well, you know, there's such a shortage right now of people who can do the kinds of things that this type of master program equips them to do. And part of the reason for the shortage is that the demand for it grew so quickly because of the data that's available. You've sensed that probably in, in teaching and administration. Yes, we are already seeing a considerable interest in the program with a with a number of students uh, approaching Paul and our other colleagues. And in addition to what you and Paul have been talking about, one other aspect that's really going to distinguish this program is that in addition to the traditional instructor, uh, a professor such as uh, such as Paul or myself, we will have for each course, we will have an executive in residence. And what the executive in residence does is he or she will be present at each class and will provide an industry perspective to the discussion. So what that will do is it will keep the discussion very connected to practice and that reinforces the term applied. These individuals will not be professors, they'll not be traditional academics. Instead, they will all be people working in the industry. So you'll have a professor and an executive in residence. That is correct. Yes. Are there any programs like that? I've never heard of that. We do do that in the Masters in Information Systems, Matt. So in the course that I teach, I benefit tremendously from Billy Grave, who is a senior vice president at Infor. Uh, which is which is a fairly large ERP company, and his insights are uh, absolutely invaluable. So uh, the uh, book that I use has this chief information officer, a fictitious character who has a whiteboard, uh, and so we complement it with Willie's whiteboard. And so each uh, each face-to-face -face class, Willie puts a few things down on uh, on the whiteboard and. And that whiteboard grows over the course of the semester and the students absolutely love it. This is fairly unique across the universities. Uh, very few, if any, programs have this. It keeps the course grounded. So it's not just that regular classroom talk. No, there's somebody from business who comes in and says, yeah, that's true, but let me tell you what really happens. I am so glad you all are doing that. I, I think it's brilliant. It's very innovative. Now, Matt, you talked earlier about what some of the companies were 
were asking about it needing. And I just wanted to address that as we visit with companies, clearly what we hear them saying is that they need this unicorn, this magical creature that knows all about data science, business analytics, statistics, mathematics, everything you need to know, computer <laughs> science, they want that person to be graduated. We are not really seeking to produce that person. At least I haven't met one of those. What we're trying to do is to perhaps create teams of individuals who have certain specialties and interests to allow them to be able to, to shine in their area of focus, to form a team for a company to solve a problem. And the way we're going to try to do this with the Master of uh, Applied Business Analytics is we're going to use a practicum course. Now, the practicum course is unique in this sense in that from the beginning of the program to the end of the program, they're going to be working on their practicum. So in the, for the full-time student, during that first semester, as they begin working on their problem, their thesis problem, they're going to be able to apply everything they're learning in the other classes. Specifically, we want them in that very first practicum course to be able to understand the problem, understand the company, do some visualizations, and kind of have an idea of how they might go about solving this problem for the company. So they're working with a company, a real data set. If someone is part-time, are they permitted to bring a problem from work for the practicum? Yes, in fact, that, that is very much encouraged, part-time or full-time, uh, especially for part-time, we're going to go through uh, non-disclosure agreements and that sort of thing. And dependent upon the company, in fact, we had one company that asked if they might not be able to have our students use their computers, their data sets, which is perfectly okay. We might even come to a situation where the faculty member may not even have access to the data but may have access to the solutions and the strategy. And I think that's how it should be. That is amazing. Now, if I'm understanding correctly, you all are contemplating a joint master's of applied business analytics and an MBA. Is that correct? That is correct. Students have the ability to, to focus really into in statistics or they can focus in education or they can focus in other business areas. And as a result of that, in talking with the uh, MBA program, it seemed to be the thing to do to put together a joint degree program where a student could get both degrees. Of course, there are more hours, but we can use 12 hours between the two degree programs. So it's a pretty good deal for students who really want to get into that applied analytics, but also want to have that general area of business administration. When will that be available? We're working on it now. And uh, in fact, it should go through the, the system for approvals and be available in the fall of 2021. Well, I noticed just looking at the website that you say at the top, what story does the data tell? And you mentioned that at the beginning of our talk. And that really is what people want to know. And so often, I think a lot of students go through rigorous programs and they learn how to test hypotheses and on and on and on. But, but that ability to tell the story is different than coming up with a program to 
crunch numbers and test a hypothesis or something. You're absolutely right. In fact, uh, Dr. Beth Kiefer, uh, one of the things she does and, and helps the other instructors to learn to do is storytelling. How do you tell stories? And Dr. Samuel Rajiv basically teaches in his class visualization. How do we make this data come to life to tell a visual story? So it's, it's really a lot of art there. Rajiv, how do you do that? How do you use visualization and, and analytics? So we've been using Paul and Beth and, and Ron Fries uh, and I, we've been, we've been using it uh, in, a, in a number of different contexts, both within courses and research. Currently, we are involved, uh, Dr. Ron Fries specifically, is serving as a judge for a panel that is looking at data visualizations in the context of COVID-19. So it is a competition where students, industry people even, can submit uh, proposals on stories data is telling in various different contexts, but all about COVID-19 and the impact it has. So uh, we really are talking about stories, not just about business, and so both the stories that we tell using the data, as well as this master's in applied business analytics is really relevant, not only to the industry, to people working in the industry, but also those looking for careers in public service, government, healthcare, et cetera. And I've had one student that I had in an analytics course, visualization course, uh, was a full-fledged practicing physician who was very interested in analytics. So it, it really applies to a very broad spectrum. That's terrific. So Rajiv and Paul, what are the kinds of backgrounds you need? Do you, do you need a whole bunch of mathematics courses or statistics courses to get into this program? I think I would say it this way that, first of all, you have to have an interest and a knack for working with numbers. Having a sophisticated math background or or that sort of thing really isn't necessary. What we are able to do with some of the students is we give them a couple courses, especially right up front, a course absolutely free. We allow the students to get into it and it's a toolkit. They get to work with a little data, et cetera. So we kind of get them, get everybody to the same level before we even start the program. I am so glad to hear that. In some ways, what you're doing is what society needs. You know, because if you create all of these barriers to entry into these programs, there's not going to be many people with uh, analytics capabilities out there. So you guys are doing the extra work of making it available to a wider audience. That's terrific. What we find since our students will be working in groups a lot in several of the yeah. courses, uh, if you have an individual who's an expert artist uh, who's who's a fine arts major or, or who's a psychology major working in a team with someone who has an information systems background or someone who's a sociology background those teams work phenomenally because they all learn from each other and they see the different perspectives well thank you both for taking time to share with me about this and um, with our audience i think it's really I, I, you know, I'm really grateful that you guys have put this together. It's phenomenal. So thank you so much. Good talking to you. Thank you. Absolutely. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast. And now, be epic. Be epic.